now that we have a podcast and I've actually heard how horrible and unqualified I am as a podcaster. Yes. <laughs> um, my eyes were really opened as to why Joe Rogan is so popular. Why? Holy crap, is he an amazing interviewer. Mm. I, I fell down a YouTube rabbit hole and I was started watching Jordan Peterson videos again. <laughs> don't even get me started. <laughs> I, I don't know what it says about me, but I find everything he says to be common sense. <laughs> I don't know who that is. <laughs> and extremely logical, but that's for another day. We'll discuss. Um, and it somehow led me to Joe Rogan. And he was interviewing Candace Owens and he interviewed Ben Shapiro and just a couple other people who I'm like, oh, well, I got to see this because you just expect it's going to be like a headbutting controversial voice raising type thing uh -huh. but he's so calm and he he like agrees with them on a lot of things but then the things that are like okay you can't let this interview go without like hammering this in he does it but he does it so well he never gets excited his feathers don't really get ruffled mm -hmm. and maybe they do in other interviews but man alive because he's like how he's super famous like mega famous oh, right yeah I, like, I think he's still I think he's the number one podcast. Yeah. Like yeah. in the world? So. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Jeez. And that blew my mind for a while, but no, he's after two or three interviews. <laughs> he's really, really good at what he does. Holy crap. And he's interesting because he's like one of those, like he's a unicorn. You can't quite peg him on like what his political leanings yes! are because in some areas he's super liberal and others he's very, uh, not conservative, I would say libertarian. But mm -hmm. I don't know. I, he's he's an interesting guy. Man. I kind of feel like I want to punch him in the face sometimes, though. When he had Ben Shapiro on, and I st it I was could, like a two-hour thing. I could definitely take Ben Shapiro in a fight, though. Oh, absolutely. Well, anyway, William could. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, when it started out so nice and chitty-chatty and mm -hmm. read-your-book type of thing, I was like, oh, my gosh, I hate Joe Rogan. Like, how is he getting along so well with Ben Shapiro? Right. But then I kind of forwarded through, and when he really starts talking about stuff, it's like he almost kind of lured him in with a false sense of friendship, right. <laughs> and then just kind of a false sense of friendship, like lays down some truth, but uh -huh. in a really friendly, non-confrontational way. It's yeah. it's an art. Yeah, it is well, an art. But maybe it's not a lure-in. Maybe it's just he really likes thoughtful conversations. Yes, that too. And he's listening and wants to know about that person. Mm-hmm. You don't have to agree. I would be too nervous doing an interview to actually listen. I think that's <laughs> well, that's the tricky part. Like you're nervous about his... what you're asking oh, and what yeah. you're going to say, so you're you can't always, listen. You're thinking about your next question, yes. and yes, I know. Well, that's oh. why I've said forever that I think Howard Stern may be the greatest mm. interviewer of all time. I mean, yeah. he's so good with people from all walks of life mm -hmm. about like getting them to divulge personal information and get really comfortable, mm -hmm. even though there's an audience of, you know, 20 million people listening. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think it's remarkable. Mm -hmm. it's, it's absolutely an art form. And I don't think it's one of those people have perfected it. Yes. So. I don't think mm -hmm. it's one of those. Well, if you just want to be a really good interviewer, you can. I think no. you have the skill or you do not. Mm -hmm. I don't know. if. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it's something you can develop. But yes, mm -hmm. it's I'm sure some people are just more naturally gifted in that mm -hmm. area. So. And with him, it was the most civil and entertaining way I've seen people agree to disagree. Mm. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Well, you should uh, you should listen to his interview with Tom Green, and it might change. Your... Oh no! 
Is it pretty ridiculous? I, during COVID, like the gym was closed and all during COVID. What a dumb thing that to say. That was pretty dumb. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to redo? No. Yeah. Uh, all right. Three, two, one. During COVID. <laughs> <laughs> so when all, when at the height of COVID. There it is. Wait. I think when right, it's now. Get, let's get, let's get, <laughs> Back a, it up. let's get a clean take here. Okay, okay. guys. At the height of COVID. The first height or the second height? Yeah. I think we're at the highest height height, right now. Height one. Okay. Okay. When the gyms were shut down, I was just getting out, like trying to just take walks every day. And so I would listen to podcasts and I'd walk for 30, 45 minutes. And I started listening to Joe Rogan at that time. And I was listening to his interview with Tom Green. So I was like, hey, I love Tom Green. And it's a damn near four hour interview. (gasps) Wow. during which they are smoking pot and drinking <laughs> bourbon oh, and they get progressively. Well, what's funny is Joe Rogan clearly handles it better than Tom does. So he kind of keeps his wits about him the whole time. Tom Green just gets more and more effed up by the moment <laughs> to the point that like he literally starts trying to tell stories that he had told an hour earlier in the oh, interview. No. Anyway, thoroughly entertaining, but also very wheels off. <laughs> but four okay. hours so, long. Four hours long. Yeah, that's so, too long. If we ever think ours are going long. <laughs> Jordan, I had no idea that you were a gym rat. <laughs> so at the height of COVID when all the gyms were shut down? You know what? Fuck you. <laughs> uh, this is new information. That was her takeaway from all of this. Yeah. You've been sitting on that for a minute. I was. I was. <laughs> She's a good interviewer. She lures you in. <laughs> no, she, she did not. She, not she was, lured me in at yeah, all. Yeah, she you, she acted interested. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What did Tom Green do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, how many days a week did you work out before COVID interrupted your schedule? <laughs> I hate you so much. So do y'all remember last night in our planning meeting when I hadn't done my homework and I was searching for topics while we were on the phone? I have a vague memory. I I remember every planning meeting when you hadn't done your homework. But yes, I also remember this one. Well, I was searching through Reddit for something relevant to talk about. And I came across this Karen video of this lady in a grocery store. And I sent it to you, Jordan. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we're going to play it or... Let's are you going to play it? Yep, okay. let's play it. Minute long. Okay. Excuse me. <coughs> I'm coming through. <coughs> You're so cute. She's coughing at me. She's coughing at me. No, yes. look at you guys. Yeah. You're so cute. Okay, whatever. You're such sheep. Why don't you have a mask on? Because I don't need to have one on. I'm not sick, and neither are you. Okay, but you don't have to be coughing at me. You don't know who's sick or not. <laughs> you have it's my allergy. You don't I have know allergy. who's sick or not by, by looking oh, at somebody. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so two years ago, before anybody started talk, talking about COVID, you were okay with that, though, going out not knowing you were sick, right? You don't know anything right? about my health. I don't. Yeah, she's coughing she's at me. I have my allergies, and she got all freaked no, out does. because I'm coughing. No, she doesn't. No, she's coughing. How do you know? You don't know anything. She just said, I don't know anything about her health. You don't know anything about my health. I actually, I, maybe I have a medical. Okay, everybody. Release. I don't need to wear a mask. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's break this down. <laughs> Since you couldn't see that, I'm sure you can kind of figure out what's going on. But these people in the grocery store, um, when they start recording... 
this woman is very close to them, pretend coughing, obviously making fun of them for having their masks on. Um, and then you kind of heard the rest, whatever. This woman's horrible. Mm-hmm. This woman just needs to be removed from society. But you guys, this is everywhere. Mm-hmm. This everyone feels empowered to be an asshole right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. And just how how do y'all feel about that? <laughs> <laughs> Every, not everyone. I think what we're seeing is extreme. Mm-hmm. All we see is extreme. It's there's no middle. No, no middle no. ground right now. No middle helpful conversations going on. It's that no. lady or, you know, Every- paranoid mm-hmm. live in a bubble. Yeah. Everyone is like heightened emotion. Nothing is safe. And the extreme emotions, the extreme feelings are just hateful and unkind. Like there isn't. There is no love mixed in with the extremes. No. No matter how much you're trying to convince people, I'm saying this because I care. There is nothing caring and loving about either of these extremes. No. And Mm -hmm. so I disregard both. Mm -hmm. I don't care which extreme you are. When you sound like an asshole, Mm -hmm. I tune you out. Mm -hmm. Your message is lost. But I feel like that is where we are right now. We've been reduced to horrible people. Nanny, nanny, boo, boo. Yeah. <laughs> goo goo gaga peeky poo poo. <laughs> to quote Corey Carson. <laughs> Everybody's too. Yes. Yes. I think the advent of social media has given everybody a platform mm-hmm. to instantly voice their opinion for everybody to hear. And it's mm-hmm. given people uh, a certain boldness that they probably shouldn't have. Because mm. it's so easy to put your opinions out there um, and you're going to typically find a, a polar response to it. You're going to find the people who agree with your strong opinion. You're going to find the people who strongly disagree with your strong opinion. Mm-hmm. And it has, for whatever reason, it's dumbed things down to the point that, yes, it's every single thing is black and white. There's no nuance anymore. Mm-hmm. There's no in-between. Um, and I think it's been incredibly damaging i feel like social media for all the good that it has has in some ways destroyed society yeah Mm. Um, oh yeah in so many ways yeah especially with our kids oh i try not to think about that william's too young right now but i know but this this situation with covid and everything has trickled into the elementary schools Mm -hmm. and the middle schools and children are picking up that polarizing behavior from their parents mm-hmm. and taking it in to the schools. They're canceling each other. There is yes. a cancel culture mm-hmm. with your view on on health right now. Yeah. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. So, and teenage, honestly, I will... I will yes. Sorry, go on. Sorry. <laughs> no, I, I want to hear more about that. <laughs> I, I, I will be honest. I am all for us being truth speakers and in kindness and mm-hmm. listening to everyone. But I have told my kids, both of them, just to keep their thoughts to themselves with yeah. what's going on right now. It's not worth it mm-hmm. for, for kids to be having conversations because I don't feel like if my children are processing through it in, in a healthy way in their mind, because we, we try to talk through it, that doesn't mean everybody else's as well. And it's not helpful. It's mm-hmm. not helpful to anyone. And so I'm like, just keep your mouth shut. You don't need to give your views on health in any way, shape, or form. Let's focus on school or or whatever. But it's 
it, it makes me sad for them. Well, I think it started too with the kids. It started with the last election. Oh, that God. made its yes. way into the schools as well. So it kind of oh. paved the way for the pandemic. <laughs> and it they just did. kept it going. But I feel like beginning with the election into the pandemic, adults lost their minds. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was the beginning of the decline. Like you started, especially on social media, you mm-hmm. started seeing the polarizing opinions and um, the, the loss hate. of the middle. Yeah. To your mm-hmm. point. Yes. Mm-hmm. No middle. And then it paved the way for. COVID. Which shows our kids are really listening to us, though. Time frame wise, though, the election was not pre-COVID. Yeah, it was. Mm -hmm. Hillary? Trump? Oh, Oh, you're talking the prior election. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. (laughs) The election. I think we could pinpoint. (laughs) I should should have been more specific. Well, you said the last election. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well... Okay, wait, when did COVID start? You're right. <laughs> yeah. 2019. But no, 20, Te- Heather's point, yes. 20, 2019, end of 2019. You're right. No, so I, I'm, was, I'm wrong with my timeline. No, no, but no, you are right. The The Hillary Trump election was, yes. was playground talk. It was. Yes. But then. Stunningly. Yes. That's when we hit idiocracy level. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Have you no. seen that movie? You've seen that movie. Yes. Yeah. Just yes. got worse. Yeah. There's so many other things for our kids to have to worry about. <laughs> well, it's turned into now a situation where simple things like wearing masks and not wearing masks, mm-hmm. masks and choosing to be vaccinated or not be vaccinated, you play the other side as a villain. You mm-hmm. know, if somebody chooses not to wear a mask, it's not that they have a different thought process or philosophy on things. It's that they're evil. Mm-hmm. If they choose not to be vaccinated, they're evil. Now, you know, in my line of work, I obviously have my own thoughts and opinions on what is the right thing to do and what's the wrong thing to do. And I think wearing masks is the right thing to do personally. I think being vaccinated is the right thing to do for most people. Um, but I don't ever approach it from a standpoint of if you choose, if you think differently or you choose not to do this, you are inherently a bad person for those things mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. right. those choices you made so except for if you're that lady <laughs> well the Karen I, on the video and that's yes. the thing I mean and yeah. I do I, I told people at work like I break down the like I mean our ICU was full of unvaccinated people there are some vaccinated but almost all unvaccinated so there's a clear difference that I see mm-hmm. um, but I do tend to break down the unvaccinated into two different categories and that's the sort of the hesitant, I'm not so sure about this kind of person. And then there's the person who thinks that the government's trying to implant microchips in you. And, you know, like yeah. the conspiracy mm-hmm. theorist kind mm-hmm. of thing that I honestly have no respect for that. So, you know. <laughs> How do you feel? Because there's been a lot of headlines lately about specifically about people ha- who have been very vocal anti-vax, anti-mask that are like on their deathbeds with COVID. Mm-hmm. Seen it. Do you, I feel like that's just really awful exploitation. That's just really awful. It's almost like a, see, told you so. I don't mm-hmm. know. I just don't think mm-hmm. that should be headline news specifically. Yeah. Like people are dying and it's really freaking horrible to just mm-hmm. make a headline out of 
like you deserve what you deserve which is what i think when you make a when you put in the headline anti-vax anti-masker dying of covid yeah it's like oh there's got we can't even be sensitive in the Mm -hmm. in the very end like Mm -hmm. obviously they and and i mean maybe not maybe there's still wouldn't have gone back and changed anything Mm -hmm. but obviously they're in a real bad place (laughs) and some of them probably do wish they could change it when else in history could we have done that to someone who is dying? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And come out like on top somehow mm-hmm. or feel like mm-hmm. we're coming out on top. I don't know. It's just but that's where really the decline point. is. Like we yeah. are, we are, we, not, not us forcing <laughs> the here, collective, but it's just, it's shameful mm-hmm. what we've been reduced to. And I've seen people repost those headlines with like confetti and stuff. Oh, yeah. 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 Yes. There's a certain amount of glee yes. over when people's opinions are proved to be wrong. Uh-huh. And you're like, Haha. But and they're dying for it. And yeah. I guess and some people could take that the other way. And they're like, well, that's the point. The stakes are this high. And, you know, mm-hmm. essentially they're saying, well, those people deserve it because they're willing to kill other people for, you know, you, mm-hmm. whatever. You can take it and run with it. But mm-hmm. still, when you strip it down human to human mm-hmm. and cannot see how how low we've gone, mm-hmm. there's a problem. Mm-hmm. There is. And it's like it's a new kind of indoctrination. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the approach I try to take is, you know, I look back at all the op- strong opinions I've had on various things through the years. <laughs> And I can look back and I can rightly see, okay, I was wrong about a lot of things I believed firmly in at the time. Mm-hmm. And so I think we all need to have that paradigm shift of, you know what? Yes, I believe this with the evidence I have right now. I strongly believe this. But I also want to hold on to the fact that, you know what? The people who are saying, hey, this is a relatively unproven vaccine. I'm not real comfortable getting it. If in 10 years from now, people start growing third nipples because they got this vaccine, <laughs> mm-hmm. then I'm going to be like, wow. Of course, I don't know if that's the worst thing that happens. I guess a you're nubbin. right. Nubinectomies. Right. <laughs> yes. Um, but, you know, I just I, I think you have to leave room for the fact that you, your opinions may not be as right as you think they are. Mm-hmm. And so and like I said, I've seen it proven in my life more times than I would like to recount on this episode mm-hmm. how many times I've been wrong. I'm sure we're going to come back to that. Uh, yeah, we'll, saying, we'll, we're so, we will circle around. Yeah, <laughs> I, I figured you would. I feel like that's a healthy mm. mindset, though, to mm-hmm. know I'm open to grow. I'm open to change. You know, you can still stand firm in what you believe. But going back to Joe Rogan and mm-hmm. how he mm-hmm. interviews, it's like, I really want to hear what you say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want mm-hmm. to hear what you say. I want to hear it, too. Not just... Was it listen, not hear, listen? You can listen, but not hear. There you go. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to yeah, yeah, listen yeah. and hear what you say. Yeah. And we may walk away and not agree, but if we do, I'm not going to wish death upon you. Right. You know? Yeah. And so that is all gone. Um, and probably with having a full year of not that interpersonal connection. I mean, when you oh, are face to face with someone and feeling their emotions and reading their faces. And it, it does take on a whole different way of how you communicate and Mm -hmm. our kids social media is how our kids communicate Mm -hmm. so i do fear for them in the future of of this i mean cancel culture is like a relatively it's not new but yeah it's something we more talk about now but it's Mm -hmm. you're not gonna be able to voice your opinions as much i mean just blew my mind with that 
because you're right. We've been so separated from each other. It's easier mm -hmm. to dismiss people. Mm -hmm. I don't, everyone else is probably like, well, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, but, but it's we've, true. We've never yeah. been in a position like this in modern society where we were socially distanced, where we were so far removed from each other that it's just been this perfect storm mm -hmm. of just the ability to hate people you don't know, mm -hmm. even hate people you do know. Mm -hmm. Well, and wow, when we had our COVID storm. episode, remember we, you, Heather, you had mentioned talking about how you you got to the point where you didn't feel like you needed to be around people yeah. anymore. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure if we all analyzed our feelings, we that was a survival, yeah, mm -hmm. you know, technique. At that point, we all probably felt that at some point or another. Mm -hmm. So, I have high concerns yeah. for the future for our kids. So we need to. The adults need to get their shit together and start fixing it. <laughs> lead up. Mm -hmm. Lead by example. We, we yeah. can yeah. do this. We can lead our kids better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like my downward spiral all started the day I got rid of my flip phone. <laughs> I, <don't. laughs> I know, though. I, I, that was intended partially to be funny, but also I really think it, yes. it was. Truth. Because I, I was a late adopter of the smartphone. Mm -hmm. Um, in fact, mm. I think they were on like the iPhone 4 or something by the time I got one. Oh, wow. And then all of a sudden you have social media at your fingertips. And I feel like my attention span has gotten a million times worse. An example being like I've, I've always loved movies. So I was watching The Godfather. I've watched part one and part two over the last couple of days. And I can't watch the movie straight through without having my phone in my hand yes. and occasionally like picking it up and like yep. looking mm -hmm. at something while it's going on. And I'm like, yes. I hate that. I yeah. absolutely hate there, that. There's Same science way. to that. I don't remember. I think it, well, it's making us more stupid, right? No, We're trying there's, to multitask. there's something with the scrolling up that it does. Is it a, it's a dopamine, a dopamine. thing. Yeah. Oh my it God. Is, so it's it's like, like a drug. We are We're sick. Yeah. We're addicted, but we, yeah, we just need more and more and more. It's mm -hmm. not enough at some point. The solution obviously isn't that, you know, technology needs to go away because that's never going to happen. So it's like mm -hmm. now we have to figure out how to how do we have some kind of healthy adaptation of like we're still going to have this technology. It's still going to be at our fingertips. How do you curb it? How do you control? We need to be more like Danielle. We <laughs> just Wait, shut what? our phones off. Put your, put your oh, phone on oh, silent oh, and put it in okay. another room. Don't have it on your body okay. and don't. But. Don't have it on. You're definitely the best of the four of us, I think, followed by Heather. Yeah. And then Angela and I are pretty much slaves to our phones. Uh, Heather and I were watching a show the other day, and she was flippity-flipping through her phone. I do sometimes when I'm sitting down watching, but I will sometimes try to leave it in another room. Mm -hmm. um, but we, Jordan, I've said we admire Danielle and the fact that you do put your phone away. It's annoying I know. if we need to get a hold of you, but yeah. we do admire that you can walk away from it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bravo. I know. I do. If if William is with me, I I could not tell you where my phone is. Yeah. Aww. When he's not there, though, it's. Yeah. Right that's okay. Me. Although I really just gave myself away because y'all are going to be like. Why didn't you respond to my text yeah. when I was at school? Uh, right? I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. Well, it was getting a facial. <laughs> all right. It's all, so what's... Well, just one... Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Just one more point on that. We all need to have... What is the Disney circle mm -hmm. where it cuts you off? Yeah. Cuts off your, your yeah. internet access? Yeah. Like when New York had to restrict the size of soft drinks, right? You know, they're like, mm -hmm. these people, you give them something good and they abuse it and they're giving, making themselves die. 
<laughs> they're making themselves they're making themselves die. die. I, can't, I can't use words correctly. I'm not a wordsmith. <laughs> but we we take things to the extreme. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we just need big government to come in and tell us how much internet we can use, right, guys? <laughs> right. <laughs> that is the answer. No. Ooh, perfect. Yes. But we're obviously too dumb to run our own lives, so I don't know what the solution is. <laughs> well, that was my question. So, all right. Yeah. With all the polarization and political, strong political opinions on one side or the other, like, how do you stay free of that? Like, how do you? Because I mean, I, I'm saying all this, and yet also saying at the same time, like, I'm guilty of the things I'm talking about at times. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I've had COVID patients in the ICU have, who have been strongly opposed to vaccines, and I've watched them die. I've watched them. struggle to breathe i've watched them you know not want to be put on a ventilator but they'll die if they don't and you do have a little bit of a thing well you know we told you to get a vaccine and you chose not to do it and this is the natural consequence of that and so it's not i don't think it's like a cold-blooded like well screw you but Mm -hmm. i feel for them but also on some level there is a decreased level of empathy and i think that's not just me i think that's across the healthcare field mm-hmm. when you see these kind of things and you're like, I really think that most likely was highly preventable. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. So it's. But that is a reasonable reaction. I mean, if you break it down, like, okay, scientifically, like this was preventable and you chose not to do it. And it sucks that you're in this position and it sucks that you could possibly have survived if you, if you had had this, you know, there's there's nothing that we can do. That is a reasonable response, mm-hmm. but yeah. you're by no means throwing a party and exactly. saying I told you so. It's like we've lost the humanity in it. Mm-hmm. And and so where you stand out is that you're still gonna love and care for them, right? Right. With the same like anyone else. attention that you would, you know, if a vaccinated person mm-hmm. came in and yes. got sick, you're gonna care and for their so, family and but all of it. Difficult for. All of our incredible frontline workers, which I don't know how you guys have done it because it's just Mm-mm. it's been so long and I know there's so much associated with it. But is staying on top of that healthy mindset of right. like at, when day after day you're you're hit with this more and more and you don't want to lose your humanity mm-hmm. in it. Yes. In in the PTSD in, in you know, in the struggle of the day to day. I don't want to cry. It makes me oh, so mm-hmm. sad. Yeah. But mm-hmm. you you don't want to lose your feelings of who you are. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm keep going Jordan. I, like I like, never say I, I, like those tears. I never say I love you but we had we're not supposed to get to this part already we had the most beautiful review oh my gosh yes <laughs> I found I found it mm-hmm. and I called Heather and I was like have you seen this and I bawled like a baby because Jordan and I have had a love-hate relationship <laughs> since we were you know, 15, but I do love you so much and I love your heart for people and how mm-hmm. much that you have served people and i know you've been tired and it's been a lot so don't lose your kindness but uh i know you won't but this this review is so beautiful i don't even have it to read someone needs to read it because i will sob my way through it okay but um talking i'm gonna look for this is recorded for posterity i won't ever say all of this This again (laughs) i don't know what's happening i didn't mean to everybody else be quiet we need a clean take of this Okay, start start over. Oh, geez. And then, yeah, the tears have to come naturally, though, okay? <laughs> They're done. It's done. Did you find it, Danielle? Yes. Okay, you read it. Okay. And this was on um, 
what was this on apple mm, yes, i think podcast so. review um it says i found this show in a roundabout way jordan was my dad's nurse for the first few days after his open heart surgery he played a major role in getting my dad back into a stable state after scary after a scary incident he remembered that i had told him earlier that i did better emotionally when i had more information after my dad stabilized jordan explained what happened while we were chatting, Jordan let me know about the podcast. I was excited to have something new to listen to since I had started re-listening to most of my shows. Not much to do in the ICU. I felt calm when I had to go to work knowing that he was in good hands. Angela, Heather, and Danielle, I cannot thank you enough for going along with Jordan's crazy idea to start a podcast. All right. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Listening to you gave me so much peace and a place to escape in the middle of a very difficult time. I eagerly await each episode. Thank you so much again. Oh, Jordan. So Jordan, you listen mm -hmm. and hear your patient. And just take the compliment, Jordan. I know this is difficult for you. So I, I'm saying, what I'm trying to say <laughs> in a lot of words is you're leading up in your profession. Yes, you and are. Don't stop doing that. Yeah. I hate you. The end. <laughs> <laughs> That's normally how we say nice things. It normally ends with I hate I you and wow. an awkward side hug or something. Oh. Now, can we go back to when you said that you've had a love-hate relationship since you were 15? <laughs> no. no <I'm> just <laughs> well, that was hate at first because he ignored us. Right. We, we've already right. established yeah. that. Yeah. No. We no. Have. Anyway. So be kind yeah. to one another. Yes. Yes. Even when you disagree with them, don't mm -hmm. hate them. No. Mm -mm. We're all God's children. Mm -hmm. And we all, we all make mistakes. Mm -hmm. And We're all uh, growing and learning. and Yeah. And this is, this is for us as much as for anybody. And we're all suffering together. Yeah. So. And to flip back around on that review. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I'm being sincere. Oh, okay. I just, it really, and the part I'm going to bring up is what she said to all of us and just how much it's brought her joy and peace and whatever to listen to. And I feel like for us, like that was kind of the goal from the beginning was just to mm -hmm. you know the word we've heard the most from people has been relatable I feel like and I think at the end of the day that's exactly what we wanted to be just like hey we don't have life figured out we're not coming on here trying to you know it's not a self-help program it's not anything like that it's just a you know four people with some uh, thoughts and opinions on things but uh, we just want to be sort of a, a safe place to have a discussion and I don't know, just continue to be relatable. So when somebody says that listening to us brings them peace or mm -hmm. um, just, you know, some calm in the middle of a storm or whatever, like that's, I feel yeah. like the highest praise we yeah. could. Absolutely. 100%. So I probably didn't articulate that as well as I would like, but. Better than I would have. Oh, you know, <laughs> no, definitely. No doubt. All right, you guys ready for a break? Yes. Yes. How much would you guys pay to hire somebody whose sole responsibility was carpool duty for your children? <laughs> a lot. <laughs> Could they also pack the lunches? Because that's awful. Uh, what? Mm, they I mean, would also pack the lunches? Like they would show up and pack the lunches for school and then they'd be responsible for drop off and pick up. Why are you saying that so certainly? No, in her world. Oh, that's what would. I would pay. If, 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 <laughs> what are you saying? Well, you, we haven't even talked about the. He just said carpool, and you're like, oh, well, they will make the lunch. No, I said, <laughs> could they? No, you didn't. She, she, she did. 
Um, oh. But to be fair, she's also very hard to work for. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> well, I was just thinking of all all the things I hate to prepare for school, mm-hmm. and packing the lunches is bad. Not as bad as carpool. Mm-hmm. Um, how much it's going to cost you extra for the lunches. I would for sure. imagine. Yeah. I'd pay a lot. Would you? I, how I much? Just, how uh, much a week? Oh, a week. It's worth so much. Well, you're looking at you're looking at 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 16 pickups and drop offs. <gasps> oh, a week? Wait, what? I don't understand. Your I math. don't understand. Well, five, don't five, five, yeah, one, the 12, one, Monday, three. Tuesday, one child, five days oh, a week. Oh, yeah. One pickup, one drop off. That's ten okay. for one child. Oh. Our other child goes to school three days a week. That's right. And oh, so that would be okay. six. The math scared okay. me. For me a minute. Too. I was like, six what? plus what? <laughs> oh my god. Ten. Ten. Hey guys, ten. we're hey guys, hold on. This is a podcast and people are listening to this right now. So if you don't understand the math, just kind of play along for a second no. and you can calculate. This is well, real life. But that would I be risking focusing. possibly catching you being wrong. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. worth it to me. That's yeah. fifty seven pickups and drop offs a week. Mm-hmm. That's what it felt like. It did. It I mean, felt like, it, like a random it number. It wouldn't be likely to be an odd number. And that's... <laughs> that would mean leaving a kid at school. 21.25 <laughs> lunches. <laughs> don't question it. Well, well, either way, was I right? Was my math correct? I didn't you check know. you on I'm my fingers. Sure. So, like, I don't know. Okay, well, it, my math was correct. It was. Okay. Yeah. So, anyway. Um, okay. $20 a day per child. Oh, I wouldn't do that for $20 a day per child like i wouldn't go that, work for that that's your max you would pay 40 well, no, bucks no one said what's your max i'm just saying <laughs> that's I'm not just a, throwing that's out a number negotiating starting bid that's not that's including your... lunch packing no this is just the basic <laughs> okay package so, okay <laughs> that's how much you think it's worth no but see what if <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i don't no, understand listen. the question listen no we're not listening to each other no no, no. i need and you to hearing. listen okay you assume this person has multiple children in their car going to the same school um, if each no. child Wait, you're gonna ask another mom to come pack your lunch this is all fantasy i can create whatever well, why would you create a fantasy where your child is crammed into a car with other kids like a school bus <laughs> yes this is a Fantasy. Okay, but that's like dystopian with the yeah. school bus. You make it sound like it's a clown car with twelve people. That's I'm... how you just made it. Sound. No, I didn't. <laughs> Said with other, they have other children they're taking, mm-hmm. but they're make... packing the lunches too. No, I've said I'm we not. We haven't paying even gotten into that. Oh, I you're said, not the paying basic for that. package. Twenty dollars per child, and let's say he or she has you know seven kids in the car. Oh, I will do that. What? The actual carpool are you talking about? You're talking about a carpool to carpool. <laughs> you're carpooling to carpool is what you're describing. I would pay someone. Why would you pay someone for that? She so I don't have to do carpool. it. She doesn't want to sit in carpool. It's a time to get caught up on social media. So if you want to pay me 40 bucks. I feel like Danielle's confused about what carpool is. I just She's never experienced. It's a hypothetical no. question where how much would you pay someone to do carpool for you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's saying you hate carpool so much. Let's like, oh man, I would probably pay someone like you know, $500 a week cuz I don't want to deal with that. But mm-hmm. it's just bizarre to me <laughs> that you took it to mean a mom going to get a babysitter her, for her children to come make your kids lunch and then pack your kids into her minivan with six other children and drive them to school. 
that's more realistic. You know, maybe she has a lunch packing program. She does it ahead of time and like their lunch boxes are in the car when she picks them up. Oh my God. Like meal prepping. I need to know her. <laughs> and she's getting $20 a day. For well, this. that doesn't include the food. You're not listening. <laughs> I don't think you understand what a fantasy is. <laughs> Did he say it's a fantasy? Well, you added on the lunch thing. He just said carpool. He asked a very basic question. I just need to know the rules and the parameters. Of this. <laughs> there are no rules or parameters. My feet are sweating. I mean, you're, you're the one who has to find somebody to do it for you. So you have to create a an appealing uh, financial reward for them yeah. to do it. Okay. I kind of want to know now what you'd pay. Like, what's your max? Didn't she just say? No, she didn't, didn't go to her max. My max. Is it? Would you pay a hundred dollars a day? She is no. literally if holding I a job interview right now. Heather, <laughs> I will come and pack their lunches. I kind of got lunch packing <gasps> down. Ooh. Wait, we do it. Really, we do it really <laughs> early. I think I just found the pot. I think I just found a new um, job. No, if I was very wealthy, mm -hmm. my maximum would be seventy-five dollars a day. Okay. Wow. So, do you want to hire me? I am not wealthy. <laughs> So then 20. <laughs> She'll 20. do it for 20. 20 a kid. Per kid. So $40 a day. Wait a minute. How many hours? Oh, it's not hours. No, it's just <laughs> it's pickups. What's 40 times 16? We need help. <laughs> 400. Jordan, you really made a mess with that question. You did. Uh, good job. That's a hefty sum. I know. I'm, I'm a little scared she's not doing the math right. She's like, I said 20 bucks a week per kid. No. <laughs> I rather enjoy carpool. You just wait. Just wait. Wait till <laughs> wait till the twins are born. Oh no! <laughs> Don't you wish twins on me? <laughs> uh, oh boy! All right. Well, uh, we'd love it if you guys would go uh, leave us a review. Only mm -hmm. positive reviews. Uh, leave us a rating. Mm -hmm. Tell a friend about the show if you like what we do. And tell a friend. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but no, seriously, if you can leave a review for us and a rating, it really does help us with, you know, whatever algorithms are out there. And um, let's, let's the podcast hosts know that people are listening to us. Mm -hmm. It helps with morale. <laughs> it does. It helps keep us going. Yeah. yeah, It's like a little Pavlovian thing. Basically, uh -huh. when we see an extra five star, we're like, we perform better, I think. Yes. <laughs> yes. And also we salivate. Mm -hmm. All right. Dream well, it, be it. Sometimes we cry. What does that mean? Dream it and then be it. <laughs> <laughs> so first dream it. Have a dream. And then when you're done with that. Do it. Think about it. Then be it. <laughs> That's what we always say. It's I'm our really show motto. Dream it and then be it. <laughs> and then is yeah, the key. That's key. Part. All right. Love you guys. All right, bye. 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 bye.